Welcome to the Welsh Yogi Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Welsh Yogi Podcast. Episode number 23. 23. And we're going through Sri Ishapanishad, one of the Vedic literatures of India. Sanskrit. We're currently in Exeter. We're travelling. Yeah, I'm tired today. This is the evening for us. Up us up as I'm usually in bed. Yeah. Up, tucked up, sleeping, ready to wake up. It's been raining. Sleep. I was in uh where was I today? Newton Abbott. Newton Abbott. That's some nice people. Anyway, so we're we're gonna have it's gonna be a mellow episode tonight, I can feel it. Yeah, get a nice cup of herbal tea. That's what we should do our teas in it. This uh Racks in blanket. <laughs> Pull it up. So this is this is a podcast. This episode you can just you can snuggle in bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just listen to it as you're just relaxing. Cozy. And with that being said, we're gonna get into some deep philosophy. Deep. Mantra fifteen, right? Fourteen. Last week. Oh read, yeah, sorry. Last week we read mantra thirteen. So Sri Shapanishad if you knew. And you've just picked one of these books off us on, from the street. Shushapanisha has 18 mantras, Zikupa. 18, I think. Eight, 18 wonderful Sanskrit mantras that are all to do with basically the pinnacle of yoga, which is connection to the source of all creation. We like to say Krishna, mm. the all-attractive person. But yeah, yoga is all about connection. That's what yoga means is connection. You've got the old word yoke. So if you tie up a bull and you're going to plough a field... You yoke that bull. Yoke yoga. Connection, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The word religion comes from that as well. It means, if you look at it, if you look at where the... I looked at it in the dictionary. It means to bind fast or wow. to tie something. Bound. So similarly, like, to tie something or to link something, mm. you know. Really? So similarly, yeah. So that's where, like, what are the religions of the world? Or in other words, what are those linking processes yeah. for the soul... And the supreme. Yeah, yeah. Because we're, I guess. But then after time, it just gets lost, and what you're left with is just the shit, like the rituals. Yeah. But you have the rituals if you don't know the purpose behind them. Yeah. Then think. Then you're. Then after generation after generation, you think, oh, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why is my parents doing this? Why did my grandparents do this? And when you look for a satisfying answer. You know, they say, well, you just do it. You know, you just got to go to church on a Sunday because that's what we do. Yeah. And then, then you know, naturally, because, you know, we're intelligent beings, we think, oh, what's the point in that? I'm not going to do it. So this is why studying these these real sort of wisdom literatures, they, they actually, when, you, when we understand the purpose behind real yoga, real spiritual activity in life. Connection. Then, link, yeah. Linkage, like. Then it becomes a... Uh, I was thinking what you said. Linkage, like, is it? Yeah, like, you know, all these rituals are like the the, the, <laughs> the, the length of chain you have, you know, that links you to, to God, to the Supreme. But when you don't have the proper connection, that proper link, you're just wrapped up in chains, you know. You're just bound to these rituals. I see. It's poetic. That's poetic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to have a dabble on a Sanskrit then, Gupa? Okay, check Mantra 14 then, yeah? Mm. If you've got this book, we can send you one. No, the other way around. If you don't have this book, we'll send you one. Just send us a little message on our social media. It's a beautiful book. Purple with a nice picture of Vishnu on the front. 
Yeah, sorry, Mantra 14. Mm. This word is coming up again, like it was in the... It was in Mantra 13, now it's in Mantra 14 again, this. Sambudam cha vinasam cha yastad vedo bhyang saha vinasena mirtyam tirtva sambutyam ritam asnute. So, here's some advice from uh, this ancient literature. One should know perfectly the personality of Sri Krishna and his transcendental name, form, qualities and pastimes, as well as the temporary material creation with its temporary devatas, men and animals. When one knows these, he surpasses death and the ephemeral cosmic manifestation with it. And in the eternal kingdom of the spiritual world, he enjoys his eternal life of bliss and knowledge. So, it's um, no perfectly Sri Krishna. No, in both. No, yeah, because in the purple, it talks about two types of energies. Oh yeah, pra- what's what's the names? It's like Prakritim and I can't remember. Let's have a look. There's, so there's like two main energies: there's material energy, and there's spiritual energy. Yes, yeah. So like um, that's it: para and apara. So superior and inferior, like we talked about that before, isn't it? There's mm. two energies of force in this world. Superior energy, which is like, I guess, spiritual energy, conscious yeah. energy, and inferior energy, matter. Yeah, dull matter. So the matter needs, you need the inferior energy, needs the superior energy to move and to grow and to evolve. Yeah. And without that, then you're just left with a, a dead stone, dead body. Yeah. Isn't it said that like this whole universe, before it gets that spiritual energy shone into it, it's just got all these ingredients of these various different yeah. elements. What's that called? The pr- is it the Pradhan? Pradhan, yeah. Pradhan. It's like, it's like the un... Unmanifest material ingredients. Yeah, it's like your Lego box. You know, you've got a box of Lego, but <laughs> it takes that kid to get out there and build the unicorn toy. Are you a Lego man or connects? I was all of it. Lego magnetics. Oh yeah, I was high that. level. I made used to make rugby stadiums out of magne- magnetics. Yeah, yeah. You one of those kids? Who? I was that guy. I was like mathematical. But listen now, that magnetic rugby stadium would not have been built had there not been some superior energy, some spiritual energy. Yeah, it living. doesn't build itself, does it? It doesn't build itself, and that's the whole thing. All these cities, all these places around, they don't just manifest. The Lego box remains in. Little yeah. parts yeah. until it takes a living being to yeah. put them together into something elaborate. Exactly. Like if you go in and you see, like, oh look, someone's built this Lego Millennium Falcon, and then someone says, "No, they haven't." It's just it just appeared. Like I just threw the Lego pieces, you know, on the floor, and it just came up with the perfect system. Like, you know, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> if we just leave that Lego, it's just going to slowly break down over time. Yeah, you know, like if you leave any, any, have you ever seen like an abandoned building? Yeah, law like, of entropy, and it, it just breaks just... down, you know. And then there's like people out there saying that everything just manifests out of matter, everything just grows out of nothing. 
How is that? How can that work? Because you leave something and it get it gets it gets less complex and yeah. destroys. So that's what Sri Shapanish is saying in it. Like yeah. this, the there's where these yoga texts come from. Is that there's two energies at work. Mm. There is the material which has its laws, but don't forget there's another para energy, superior para, which is conscious, mm. which is aware of the matter. Yeah. yeah. So it's like okay, if you just have atoms, say for example, if you say from the start of existence, and so okay, you've got atoms and molecules, and they come together to form some sort of complexity, right? Yeah, you. So you've got just a complex combination of of matter, and that gets more and more complex. Mm. So the question is then, okay, if if you think that you know there, you know everything is just you know what what this is refers to as apara or this type of material energy mm. then at what stage of complexity do all of a sudden you don't just have um, atoms anymore yeah. but you have the experience of atoms you have consciousness yeah yeah where now, does it come from at what type yeah if you if you're saying that consciousness which is known as the hard problem in science yeah, yeah. if you're saying that that comes from some degree of what like complex yeah well you, it's not come from chemicals because it's the experience of chemicals oh. you know it's something that's complete in another category altogether yeah, yeah. you know and and we're completely justified in saying this is a different category mm. because it's the experience it's the you have the observer and the observed do you see what i mean yeah so it's it's uh yeah, because like the, the needs to be studied. That's what spiritual literature is for, and that's what, like we said, yoga is for. Yeah. Study consciousness and the origin of consciousness. Otherwise, if you just study matter on its own, yeah. but you're not understanding how it's who is studying the matter. Yeah, yeah, and the matters. You know, the matters. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just blew my mind a little bit. It's like we said, we're tired. We've been out, outside all day in the rain. But you know that 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 conscious part that that person that's witnessing that's like you know the matter's always changing around us like this body that we have isn't it scientists say that every seven years or eight years every single cell of your body switches I like, heard that yeah I don't, I don't know, know if they still accept how do they that. count they count every cell is it I guess they just assume yeah, the life, guess lifespan of a of a, like a skin cell or something but like. Anyway, like you had a little baby's body, and you have a boy's body, then you have a kid's body, and teenage body. Sometimes now you have a girl's goes into a girl's body. Then you know, like the body's always changing. The external aspect of us, that material yeah. aspect of ourself, but the consciousness within is is remaining the same. Did you? I heard today, good well, <laughs> You know, the soul, the living entity, yeah, it's fa- more powerful than a thousand suns. I hear that as well. Have you heard that? Yeah. More powerful than thousand suns. How could that be? Because the suns, I was, I tell you what I was thinking today, right? I was looking up at the sun. It wasn't sunny today. Yeah. But, you know, that sun's always just giving off energy. <laughs> I thought the same thing. You really. thought the same thing of you. I was thinking, <laughs> right? Because you have a fire and it has, this is, you know, it might seem a bit stupid, but, you know, fuel, yeah. you know, a fire burns through fuel quite quickly. Oh, yeah. Now, the sun, as an in, you know, a huge amount, a huge output of 
of energy, heat yeah. and light. Crack, so much so that from, I don't know, millions and miles away, you, it can burn us. Yeah, you get a sunburn. Yeah. If, it, if they say if the earth just moves just a little bit towards the sun, then we'll all burn and die. <laughs> you know, so it's such a it's such a powerful thing that's constantly emitting yeah, yeah. heat and energy with no input. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. it's like an it's you know the potency of you know many yeah. many nuclear bombs. Oh yeah. But just constantly outputting. So I was just imagine just imagining the 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 power of the of the sun. You know how much potency is just within In within sun. that. Yeah, it's super potent. And what you you was telling me wasn't it, about the the living entity, this conscious us, we have more power than that, like by many times. Being times more powerful than because sun. it's power on a different spectrum, isn't it? I guess. Yes, spiritual power and that that shakti. The, yeah, the potential because especially when the soul is connected, yeah, yeah. because we're in trin- like you're saying, we're part of this superior energy. Yeah, yeah. But due to um, forgetfulness, just like they say, just like you have a fire, yeah. but the sparks of the fire might come off and hit the ground and become extinguished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you t- pick that spark up and you put it back into the fire, then it regains its original brilliance. Yeah, yeah. So similarly, we're, we're sparks of the Supreme, yeah, yeah. specifically Krishna, Krishna, which is described in this verse. But then when we hit matter, we cover it over, we forget yeah, our we eternal kind of situation. Kind yeah. of twisted up in this, this but, maze of material life. Like. But what this verse is saying, or at least what Prabhupada says in the purport, is that other than this material world, mm. there's an, an eternal spiritual environment yeah the eternal kingdom yeah the whole spiritual environment just like we have a material environment here in this world there's an original spiritual counterpart yeah yeah and so like a place where you can like like this like you can pick stuff up and you can look around is it is that what you're saying like an environment like a almost like a a realm yeah Yeah, because just like we have so just like um because we think sometimes we think spiritual liberation is just the, you know, it's just not it's the antithesis of matter, isn't it? Like that thing. Yeah. Like um, it's just negation of form and. That's what we think. We think oh, if everything material, if this is the material world that has form, relationships, you know, senses, sense objects, therefore spiritual life must be no form, no senses, no sense objects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's actually still just the antithesis of what we know as, as matter, but what Krishna explains in the, the Bhagavad Gita is actually this world is a reflection of the yeah. spiritual world, just like um, a, a tree gets reflected on a pond. Yeah. Um, there's ripples on that pond which warp what that tree looks like, isn't it? Yeah, but still it's an original tree. Yeah, yeah. You know? But like that's what I'm saying, this material world is a reflection, but it's a little bit warped. It's not, it's not quite the spiritual world. Yeah, it looks like, yeah. you know, it looks it like the real like, tree. Yeah. But when you try and touch it, it's got no substance. Yeah, it's illusory. Exactly. So as, as spiritual beings, we're trying to gain the happiness that we deeply hanker for in this world, but it's always elusive. Trapped in illusion. Yeah. So, which is why I wanted to come to this point in the purport where Sri Prabhupada explains that um, one can enter this spiritual environment which is called Vaikuntha, which means no, there's no miseries. No anxieties. No anxieties. Sounds nice. (laughs) Enter these spiritual planets 
you can't enter without being trained in what's translated as devotional service yeah, yeah. or bhakti yoga. Bhakti yoga. So there's a, that's why spiritual life is a certain type of training. Mm. You know, the Krishna calls it in the Bhagavad Gita, the art of work, mm. training oneself to um, live sort of selflessly and spiritually in this world. So then one's consciousness becomes yeah. aligned with the um, spiritual reality. Yeah, this world becomes like a place where you can sort of re reawaken your dormant like nature, isn't it? Hmm. You was calling it co cosmic sensitivity training, isn't it? That's what, uh, yeah. What's someone else called that, is it? I was talking to a boy today in, in Exeter about it. Yeah. But like that idea that, you know, everything in this world is is designed for us to actually, like if we can get to the consciousness where we're like, okay, so I, I'm a spiritual being and I'm sort of wrapped up in this material body and I, I think I'm a material person. Hmm. I'm a material girl in a material world. Yeah. You know, like that. Um, it's what, for, who's that? Madonna? Madonna, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, we think we're that. We're identifying as that. But actually, we're spiritual beings. So if we can get into that consciousness, then we see that everything that happens to us is happening for us. You know? Hmm. So anything bad that happens, it's like, how can I learn from this? How can I sort of... Yeah. What what's the message to gain from this? That's what the cosmic sensitivity training yeah. is talking about. So it's like every every moment is an opportunity to learn rather than if you're in material consciousness, you're like, if something bad happens to us, which maybe like makes our material circumstance worse, maybe like, you know, what was Tarek saying in class the other day about some, there's like a story of... Yeah, so who can say? Who can say? Was it, it was a, I think it's a Chinese story, isn't it? Chinese Where... proverb, like... What well, he um, it's like a, yeah, it was like a king. Oh, it's like a farmer. He's a farmer, and his son, he like something like he got his hand hand chopped off. Oh, no, so, no, 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 no. I messed up. Boy. Something happened with his horse first, didn't he? I can't remember the horse. Then his son fell off his horse, broke his arm. Oh yeah, the son fell off his. Horse. Oh, that is unfortunate. Your I'm, son broke your arm, so he can't help you. Yeah, all the villagers came up to the boy. So we'll start just because I feel like we're twisted and twisted there. <laughs> basically he's a farmer and he's got this nice strong handsome son and he's on a horse he's riding around and, he, and all of a sudden the horse bucks off and the son falls on the floor and breaks his arm and all the people in the village go up to the, the farmer and say oh it's such a such a shame Mr Farmer it's a shame your, your son has broken his arm well good fortune bad fortune who can say so the, the deal is now, um, one sec. <laughs> I forgot the party. This one is... Ruin the story. Oh, it's still recording. Um, so basically, the son's broken his arm now. Um, they're in the village. Am I the farmer? You're the farmer. Okay. Yeah. That was who you just was. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, son's there with his broken arm, feeling sorry for himself. Father's pretty detached. Next thing comes up, there's a big war in the Chinese empire. So all of feudal, the... Feudal China and Japan. And exactly. Exactly. Some, medieval times so. some proper hardcore bow and arrow type warrior war and the soldiers come through the village and they pick up all of the young men and they're they're picking each one up uh come on you gotta come fight your no no don't, yeah, don't yeah, want to yeah. go no. and they have to now this is this is like china you you don't come we'll shoot you we'll shoot you with an arrow no, now oh, no. finally come but they go up to the son who's just fallen off his horse he's got a mangled arm and they're like oh no we can't take you you're you're ruined. We don't need you. Mm. So then, you know, all of the villagers then oh, come up to the farm and they say, oh, 
you're so lucky, farmer. You're so lucky. Your son, he's been saved by the war because of his broken arm, you know. <laughs> Good fortune, bad fortune, who could say? Exactly. Um, there's another one after that, isn't it? There's, there's loads, but the, the idea is this goes on forever. I got a story. You don't want to say the moral of that story, though? People to understand? <laughs> yeah, it's the same moral. I know, I just want to tie this up. Go on, then, go on. Because we were talking about cosmic sensitivity training. Yeah, I know. The whole thing is, you know, everything could happen to us. We have good or bad things materially from a material standpoint. But. You just make this point, I'm going to think yeah, this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good or bad fortune, who could decide? You know what I'm saying? So, like. If we just take everything, okay. There's a there's obviously a planet play. There's something to to learn yeah. from this. How can I how can I develop my relationship despite the material things? Then you know it's a good way to go through life rather yeah. than just like ah, broke my arm, kill myself. I got another story. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. It's the same point though. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Because because I was also I was I've been studying um studying the tenth canon of the Bhagavatam and oh, nice. and. Uh, the, the prayers by the demigods when uh, Krishna appeared, sort of thing. Anyway, they say that. Like they, chapter two. They start talking about the absolute truth. Yeah, chapter two. Krishna book. Chapter Krishna two book, of Krishna. Yeah. If you've got a Krishna book, you can, you can get a Krishna book from the Atma Lounge. Yeah. It's a beautiful book. Amazing pictures and paintings as well. If you're an artist, just pick up the book and look at the paintings every day and it'll, mm. it'll uplift your consciousness, guaranteed, mm. money back. David, don't throw me off now. I'm going to lose my thread. Like That's why I said all that. So wait there. So yeah, anyone else who want to buy the Krishna book, <laughs> just jump in and buy the Krishna book. So they, so anyway, so they say you are the supreme truth, and and it's explained then that that if one sees the world as truth, mm. then like you're saying, then any negativity that seems to happen, mm. they they see it as actually sort of um, like you said, cosmic sensitivity training, something to learn to be more sensitive, more mm. uh, either compassionate or more tolerant, mm. even. There's a king, another story of a king. King, king. Have you heard this story? And he's got an advisor. An advisor, yeah. everything everything he says, the advisor... So anything happens to the king, the advisor says, oh, it's the it's the mercy of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's the mercy of the Lord. Oh, and then, so the king, he goes hunting. Yeah. And he, by accident, I can't remember how he cuts his finger off. Yeah, yeah. And he says, oh, and, then, and the advisor says, oh, it's the... It's the mercy of the Lord, my dear king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My king goes, what do you mean it's the mercy of the Lord? And he just gets fried. He's just yeah. like, why do you always say this? Fool. And he throws him in jail. <laughs> and then the king's kind of... And then the king gets kidnapped by some... Uh, rogues. Some rogues. dacoits. Dacoits, yeah, yeah. we call them. Dacoit. What's a dacoit? It's like a rogue. Yeah, proper like <laughs> Indiana Jones. Thief. Yeah. Like monster. they like... All into mantras. It is like Indiana Jones because they kidnapped the king and they wanted to sacrifice him to Kali. Kali. We're talking about Kali's crown. The queen's wearing the jewel from Kali's crown. Yeah. But these dacoits, they worship Kali, who's like the goddess of. And they do human sacrifices. Human sacrifices. This is like she's got hundreds of arms, a big tongue sticking out. She's fierce. She doesn't actually accept human sacrifices. It's just, it's just people for some reason that now they've become warped and they do offer humans. It's heavy. It's, it's rare, but India, you still get it in like the, the hilly tracts of India. And that's Calcutta, and isn't it? Calicutta. Yeah, that's where that. that got the name from. Calicutta. Calicutta. A, lot, a lot of Cali worship goes on in Calcutta, from yeah. what I've heard. I've never been potentially as true. Yeah, it's sometimes quite dark worship. But get... she's, she's a goddess of illusion as well. Maya, the, the material energy in one sense. Yeah. 
So like um, this material world that we live in, Kali's like the head sort of deity, you could say. She writes yeah. a lion, isn't it? Oh, no, that's something else. That's Durga, that's which Durga. is another manifestation of Kali. Yes. Yeah, but they like say the like Ka- Kali had, um, Sorry. like when there's huge wars and stuff, like, yeah. you know, then all the people who die, then the, um, you know, sometimes Hindus say that's, that is like a manifestation of Kali. Yeah, yeah. Destruction. Potency. Destruction. But yeah, back to the dacoits, back to the king. The king's had his finger chopped off. He's put his servant in jail. And now he's been attacked and captured. And he's by about these, to be the coits. He's, he's about to be offered, offered for sacrifice. Yeah, and but then they found out they can't offer him because he had a finger chopped off. So they can't offer things that are like not whole, not perfect. It's not a good offering, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. So they just roughed him up a little bit and threw him in the, yeah, yeah. In the bushes or something. Oh, there was a bit though when when the advisor got put in jail. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, it's Krishna's mercy. It's God's mercy." Yeah, because he was like, because he's he's so like, he's proper into cosmic sensitivity training. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you've arrested me, King. Thank you. This is the mercy of the Lord. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the guy's got chopped off his finger. So when the King goes back to the advice, he sets him free. He says, oh, look, I'm sorry. You were right. You know, it was the mercy of the Lord. I got my finger cut off. Mm. He said, well, I don't understand. Is how was it the mercy of the Lord when you got thrown in jail? Yeah, yeah. And the advisor said, because... If I was with you yeah. and they caught you, they would have realised that your thing was cut off and they would have offered you and then they would have taken me instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's more going on, isn't it? So, yeah, we don't know what the plans are for our life, you know. So, if we just throw everything out the pram when bad things happen, then we can miss that there's actually a... There's a there's, we're on a better path, you know. So. There's bigger things at stake. And... Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, that, I guess... This, so this mantra 14 is saying that for those people who... I don't know how I'm going to bring it back to this now. <laughs> we did talk about it to begin with. To be fair, there's much more important things in this mantra than what we focused on. That's what I'd say. Especially when it comes to understanding... Krishna. Krishna. His transcendental name, form, qualities, part-times. I know the Sanskrit is Nama, Rupa, Guna, Leela. Yeah. Nama, Rupa, Guna, Leela. So... Um, that's what I'm saying. It's Krishna. He's got a name. We all know Krishna's name. Yeah. Krishna. And the point is, all these things are also, they're completely transcendental. Mm. Spiritual. Mm. And like we were saying, before, so there's, this, there's a spiritual, believe it or not, <laughs> you know, there's information that there is a spiritual world. Yeah. You know, spiritual planets, just like there's material planets. And we're eternal spiritual beings. We're part of Krishna. And yoga ultimately you know, means the zenith of all spiritual practices is to... Link, connect. Yeah, in a deep relationship of love with the source of everything, which is Krishna. Yeah. And then that uncovering of our eternal love of the living being qualifies us to enter into the spiritual world, which we're all... Yeah. That, which we're meant to. We're not actually meant to be in this material world. You know, and deep down, people think, know that you know it's like where my desire for you know my unquenchable desire for happiness love and, and constant you know engagement in in loving relationships and happiness you know is that just some curse that i've been like you know uh burdened with what that i have to carry around in a, in a world that is built into it is frustration mm. sort of thing but actually uh no, it's not, you know, you are 
it's there for a reason. Mm. You know, if you're just a bunch of chemicals, where did where did this bunch of chemicals get the desire to be happy from? Mm. And what does that even mean if you're just chemicals to be happy? It's interesting though, because what you're saying there, because you, you you brought up this part of the purple. Yeah, prime. this is how we started talking about cosmic sensitivity training, but. What, no one can enter the spiritual vaikuntha, in other words, the, the realm free of anxiety, the spiritual world, without being trained in devotional service. And then you just said that, like, our, the goal of life is to love Krishna. But, like, how does that love manifest? It's through service. So, like, even in this world, if we love someone, we'll serve them. The mother will serve his child. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, your mother will cook some meals for you or you know, wash, especially when you're a baby, like wash you, dress you, clothe you. And like, that's what they say that uh, a mother's love is the closest thing to like that spiritual love in the spiritual world, you know, because it's the most unconditional kind of love there is here in this material realm. But even like girlfriends and boyfriends, there's always like an element of service, even though it may be tinged with some other desires, like love ultimately manifests through service. So like the idea is that by engaging in this path of service is real, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say, if you, like, you know, if, if you say to your wife, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And she says, well, you know, Prove it. can you do the dishes then, please? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do the dishes, but I love you, I love you, I love you. Then it's like, well, you know, just words yeah, yeah. doesn't really mean anything. You have to do some service. Yeah, yeah. If you buy a gift for your loved one, that's service because, you you know, you've yeah. had to work for that money Together, yeah. to buy the gift. Mm-hmm. So the basic principle of real love is is service, mm-hmm. even more than what we call the feeling, yeah. because you know you can get you know some some uh, I don't know some creepy man can have a have a, a hankering after some girl yeah. can have a feeling, but actually he just wants to um, exploit and enjoy yeah, yeah. The, her body, but you know if if someone was actually you know, really loved someone, then they would do what they can to make the other person happy, even yeah, yeah. go out of their way. So the the principle of actual being trained to to love is is in actual service, is in actual service. selfless service. So that that's the that element of service Which is hard yeah. to, to train, but it, it's bears fruit. So that's that's what that path that path of bhakti yoga, that highest connection, because Sanatan Dharma. If, you've ever, if anyone's read Bhagavad Gita, which I highly recommend, in the introduction, Prabhupada, he explains that, like, dharma means, like, the, the essence. You know, like, the dharma of water is to be wet. The dharma of fire is to be hot and give off light. And the dharma of the soul is this, this like, nature to serve, isn't it? Mm. So, like, um, this, this, like, intrinsic nature of the soul is to be a servant. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me now? No, no, I'm listening. Oh, you're giggling. So we're trying to serve, but how do we do that? Is um, okay. You throw me off with your giggling. <laughs> no, you talk about dharma and serving. What was I saying? Sorry, I was just dharma. Just, just like water, water is to be wet. The yeah. dharma of fire is to be hot. Yeah. It's the dharma of the soul, the self. Yeah, the, the soul. self it is to serve. Nice. So like, yeah. So that's what I mean. We all want to love, isn't it? Yeah. Love and be loved, isn't it? Anyway, nice. so about back to training though, the path of back to yoga, the path of actually practicing this is to um, is to use this material world that we that we are in, and we can't escape it immediately. Like we're not just going to pop and become spiritual. 
the, the, the art of Bhakti Yoga is to actually engage all of this material energy that we see and transform it back into spiritual energy through service, mm. which sounds kind of far out and mystical. But like it's quite, it is quite simple. It's like um, you engage all of your different senses in the service of the supreme energy. So like one one thing, I don't know if anyone knows this, but like um, some some people will. When when we cook food, we cook it with this mentality of of loving and service and and sort of um, yeah devotion and service. Who does when they cook food? The, dev- the devotees, the like the the bhakti yogis, uh-huh. they cook it with this consciousness of of okay, I'm gonna cook this food. And I'm going to offer it to the source of all creation. You know, I'm going to offer this food to Krishna, the love supreme, you know, the most loving being that, that is available. And that, that, that process of offering in that consciousness. And then we actually, we actually do offer it. So like um, mm. we say certain like mantras or prayers. And you, cannot, you can do this at home. You can get a picture of Krishna or a picture of, you know, yeah, basically a picture of Krishna or, or even like a Bhagavad Gita. And you can cook a nice, healthy meal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good practice. Even just in everyone's house, if you have a little, like a little sacred space in yeah, your house, yeah, yeah. you know. Like, you know, some people have like a little altar or it could just be a little space with their spiritual pictures and yeah, yeah. go, you know. But you Picture need that Jesus. focal point <laughs> in your house. Yeah, yeah. That, um, but yeah, you off track now, but. I just finished that though. You just like, you can offer that that meal to Krishna yeah. and that spiritualizes that, that meal. Mm. And by spiritualizing it, then you're, you're starting to turn that matter, that, that food, those atoms into something spiritual. And actually I was reading with, with Daichari, one of the boys, apparently like it, when you do this, the process of eating this sanctified food, the spiritualized food, it makes the fine tissues of your brain spiritualized, mm. which, you know, it sounds far out. Maybe, you know, like you don't have to believe that. But there's definitely something in, in even just from like a material brain standpoint, brainwashing. <laughs> there's something in washing your brain, like joining the no, but like you know, there's a it's like conscious cooking, isn't it? Patram pushvam palam plum plum. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just trying to remember. I think that we got accused once of putting. Uh, oh, yeah. The Harry Krishna got accused of putting drugs in the food <laughs> because. It, People would just get so, like this one Christian tried to, you know, he went to Harry Krishna's undercover to try and like, I don't know, expose us or something. Yeah. And uh, he was like saying they put, they must put drugs in the food because it tastes so delicious. <laughs> and then they called the police and the police went in and looked at everything and obviously there's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. All we do is just offer it with love. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a tangible potency to it. There's a tangible potency to just absorb, yeah. I was going to say before I forget it. Yeah. Just interesting thing, just just pretty out of blue, just because I just remembered. I just met someone the other day. Yeah. So this is just on his, but, you know, he said he did a PhD in studying, like, uh, religions and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but he said in um, times not long ago, so I guess, like, you know, when everyone was like, I don't know if it was Victorian times or yeah, yeah. probably like even times. not even long before like World War One or something. Yeah. Um, the average person in Britain used to spend two to three hours a day mm. in deep prayerful meditation. Yeah, you can. Yeah. 
So imagine like... A, yeah, there's loads of churches around from that period. Like yeah, so, and it would be part of their day, you know, part yeah. of their schedule. Fine. That was just done. Everyone did it. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like now we're like, oh, yeah, I do meditation, you know, but... Do Headspace for five minutes. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, but I just think it's a shame that we've lost that, really, that mm. culture of, like, just everyone, that's what you do like uh and I, I i'm quite attracted by that because I, I think now we think of like i've got a church and it's just sort of but if you go just that little bit deeper you can just imagine like a where everyone's going deep in sort of meditation contemplation really like going mining deep sort of their own sort of qualities and mm. you know sounds like yeah and it's a more connected world then isn't it because we think we're connected, we've got social media, this web of internet that's yeah. like interconnected. But no, and it's not connected to ourselves. Not exactly, connected to it's connected on that sort of. Because we were talking about the the external, internal, the material energy, spiritual energy. It's connected on that material platform. But when you're when you're doing internal sort of yoga, spiritual work, mm. you're connected automatically to all living beings more deeply because you can start to understand that okay, this person I'm speaking to is a spark of like really potent and divine kind of more brilliant than a million suns more brilliant this person is more powerful than a million suns <laughs> it's not like oh here's a here's an ugly boy with this a, is Joe from uh, <laughs> from Spa like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not just a man working in Spa this is a thousand suns yeah it's, it's interesting what you say is yeah, it it's interesting what you say but no that idea maybe you can offer some some food make sure it's vegetarian because Krishna what is he saying about Gita Patram push pub palom to yum is that what you say yeah that's I it means one can offer me with with love and devotion leaf flower fruit fruit water yeah try not to eat any meat or anything because it just causes suffering and pain to other living beings more so than vegetables I know vegetables are alive as well but you, you can know. pick you can pick a cauliflower and not kill a plant like you pick an apple and not kill a tree. Exactly. Um, brilliant. Speaking of apples, we've been to <laughs> Nice to meet you, everyone. Thanks for coming to, to tonight. Uh, we're just going to give you a nice uh, high five virtually and a hug and uh, make sure you eat all of the spinach. Hare Krishna. Shiva Sadi, 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 Shiva Sadi,